Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. From SAP Center at San Jose, we've got the Morning Skate. The Sharks and the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver beat the Vegas Golden Knights pretty substantially last night in Vegas. They're the tired team, so that means it's going to be an easy walkthrough victory, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. We're done. Put it in the bag. Um, the last two games Vancouver's played, they played Colorado and they played the Vegas Golden Knights, two of the better teams in the National Hockey League, and they won convincingly, especially last night. So the Vancouver Canucks were in a desperate situation. The coach was in a real desperate situation because the talk was, even from the president of the club, Jimmy Rutherford, that he was not impressed. He said it publicly. He was not impressed with the structure of the team. Well... They've kind of got things going in the right direction right now. They've got, what, 19 points now? Right. Yeah, so that puts them in, a, in, in the hunt for a playoff spot. The Sharks, meanwhile, they've got it. Danny, they've they got to start putting some wins up. You can play as well as you want. You can, you can work hard and you can say, well, the goaltending didn't give us this or the goaltending didn't give us that or we didn't get anything from our power play tonight. But like David Quinn always says, nobody cares. It's wins that matter, and they've got to find a way to start putting some wins up. It really is crazy. Looking at the standings right now, the Sharks are five points out of a playoff spot, and that's a wild card spot held by the St. Louis Blues. The Edmonton Oilers also have a wild card spot, five points ahead of the Sharks, and so that means that the third place position isn't even a, a, a dream at this point. They just got to get back into the hunt, and they've got to do it against a team that's pretty hot. Remember a few years ago, the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup final in 2016. They really didn't get going until right about now, maybe a little bit later, and then they took off. And it seems like Vancouver is starting to kick in like that. That's not good news for the rest of the Western Conference teams that are trying to stay in the hunt. Not good news for San Jose. So uh, tonight, it's going to be interesting. Yesterday, a couple guys did practice. Now, as you noted, it was uh, Alexander Barabanov took the shot. I mean, uh, also, Mario Ferraro might not play. He was hobbling around. Yeah, he was. He didn't he didn't get on the ice at all. He was hobbling around in the dressing room after. Um, and just the look on his face made me think, mm, you know, Mario loves to play. Mario wants to tough it out all the time. But sometimes it's that Daryl Sutter thing. Are you hurt or are you injured? If you're hurt, you can play. If you're injured, you can hurt the team. Well, maybe one good sign, he was not wearing a walking boot. Is no, that correct? Was, exactly. Not wearing just his, just in his... Uh, the slip ones. I predict he's in. <laughs> you think so? I, I predict he's in just because of the kind of player he is. Remember, he got a bunch of teeth knocked out. We flew overnight in terrible pain from Florida to Carolina. He got a root canal in the morning and he played. Yeah, but you don't have to skate on your teeth. You know, you got to put that weight in you. The way he plays, I don't know. I think the way Chichik has played when he, since he's been brought up has been outstanding been a revelation really. yeah really nick's been very very good and he has he kind of plays a mario ferraro type game so 
I, I think I'm going to go the other way. I don't think, he, I don't think he's in. All right, well, it, it's as good a 50-50 chance. He's either in or he's not. But I actually think that there's a good chance he might not be in. And if that's the case, Chichek does get in. And as you said, you know, after a, a tough first period against Jack Eichel, I mean, big deal. Uh, then he comes in and he, he's done a really good job since. He's dropped the gloves. He's fought for his team. I think he's gained a lot of respect in the locker room. And he's somebody that David Quinn really liked in training camp and, and had liked from the very beginning. Yeah, he did. Right off the bat, he, he, he was one of the guys, according to Coach Quinn, that they debated on quite a bit about, well, do we send him to the Barracuda or do we keep him around? And, and some, you know, sometimes the numbers, are both you know, as far as contracts, roster size, um, dictates what you're going to do with the guy. But with Nick, um, he's come up, and he, as you said, after that first first period against Vegas, after that, he has been very, very good. I think the one thing that you look at is with the defense, you're not getting any production from the defense offensively except for one guy, and he's been marvelous, Eric Carlson, but nobody else was putting points in. So you're not going to bring in a guy who's going to be able to turn the power play into the number one power play in the, in the league. You're not going to come in and going to bring a guy who's going to be exiting the zone with speed and taking the puck all the way or anything like that. You, you need a guy who's going to play defense, and, and one of the things they worked on yesterday in Sharks was playing defense and making sure you were able to sort out the rush because they didn't do that very well against Los Angeles. So that's all you want Nick to do. Play defense, get in people's faces, and please, somebody, protect the front of the net. Please. Like, the, the, there was a couple times during the LA Kings game where it was in front of, of Reimer, stick check, stick check, just box a guy out, give him a little cross check on the hip, you know, clear some space for crying out loud. Well, we'll see how that works. I, I found it interesting that LA in the game was able to execute on the rush so well because they're more noted for their counters. And it wasn't really counter plays that they scored on. I thought Jared Anderson Dolan had a really solid game. He moved around well, hit a lot of people, and then he had a goal and an assist. Blocked the two big shots. I, I just thought he was a huge factor in that game. And there were a couple of guys that, uh, that also had chances. Adrian Kempe is always a pain in the neck. Um, in front of the net. That one goal got disallowed, fortunately, because of the offside. In fact, they were in the zone so long that we almost forgot about the offside. I have a rule change. If the team can't get the puck out after 10 seconds, it's on. It, the, the offside, the... Similar, similar to if the if there's a delayed offside and the guys kind of hang out and there, they blow the whistle dead. Yeah, so if you can't get the puck out within 10 seconds, it's going to be a goal. I, I, don't, I don't think you should be able to challenge it. That's one of my, my rule changes. Well, that's the Remenda theory of getting more offense into the game. Exactly. And there has been. And, you know, I, I was listening to this today. People were talking about the golden age of hockey, which is now for anybody under 35, around the year 2000, and, which is like crazy for me. But, but think about it. They were basically saying, sorry, Devil fans, but that, that era was brutal. The hockey wasn't very good. And when you think about it and you compare it to now, it really was. Yeah, it's... it's and, but that's the devil's one with it. I mean, what, what, what are you supposed to do with your team? Figure out where you went. Right? Well, I got Martin Brodeur. I'm good. Right. Exactly. Yeah, very, yeah, good point. But for coaches, it's always been, it's easier to defend than, than create. It is. Because I can make, I can make a, a guy who scored in junior like crazy, like they all do before they come up or in college. I can make him into a, a terrific defensive player. He's got skill level, he's got speed, he's got smartness, and I can make him play defense. All you have to do is change his attitude of thinking and believing that he's a defensive player. Exactly. Which is what's going on. And this is what I need you to do. And if I, you do this for me, like Trent Yanni from the LA Kings, and the associate coach there, and of course he was coaching here, 
he had a saying. His wife makes the best pierogies in the world. Really? Right. Unbelievable. Uh, a, and he, um, he had a saying, which was, you got to get players to play the way they don't want to play so they can become the players they want to become. Which, I love that statement. He Repeat that. You have to make players play the way they don't want to play so they can become the players they want to become. Because it's hard to play the right way. It's hard to play the way that you have to be in somebody's face. It's hard to be over the puck all the time. It's hard to be back-checking all the time and getting above the puck. It's hard to block shots. It's hard to do all those things that lead to wins. And lots of guys, and you see it, lots of guys can cheat offensively and try to score. Sometimes they're successful, but other times they're hurting the team. So. I think even when you look at when you look at the way that certain teams have to play, and the Sharks being one of those teams and the stuff they worked on yesterday, they've got to make sure they play deep. Well, that's the story for today. And the thing they have to do is to take a page from uh, uh, internet personality Zach's page. Stay out of the penalty box against his team. Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat, J.T. Miller. These guys are going to kill you on the power play. They're going to kill you. They had three of them last night. And that's what killed the game for Vegas 100%. It took them out of the game in their own building. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the crowd was pretty pretty quiet. They booted they, they them after the second break. Now they're down 5 nothing at that point. But that team has... Their power play is one of the tops in the league, top five in the league. They've scored on the power play 14, in 21 games. They've scored 14 in 14 of those. Seven of those times been multi-point, multi-goal power play games. Seven, like twos and threes up on the board. They scored two goals in the power play in the first period, and it took them, I think, a grand total of about 25 seconds. High skill level, you're 100% right. Big question for Bruce Boudreau. He's won the last two games with Spencer Martin. Does he come back with Thatcher Demko? I think he comes back with Thatcher Day because it's back-to-back. -back. Yep, and he's also a California native. Should be a great game. We're on the air at 4.30 this afternoon for a 5 o'clock face-off, the Sharks and the Vancouver Canucks. That's it for our morning skate show for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.